Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of Thrive uh, Circles. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, here with our host, Tara Weir. Hi, Tara. Hello. Hi, Chris. Good to see you. Uh, love this topic today, uh, holding space, holding space. I don't know if we'll call this just hold space or holding the space, but this is yeah. a powerful experience. Every time I know space is held for me or I hold space for others, like things just sort of, there's some shifting in good ways that happen. So I'd love to, I'm excited to explore that with you. Yeah, me too. Me too. We had a really beautiful thrive circle today that was really all about holding space for each other and some great things came from it. So I wonder uh, maybe first I would, I feel like that phrase is becoming more known. Like Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people now know what it sort of at least feels like, if not what it means to hold space Um, for those that don't, I mean, how would you describe it? I would describe it as giving time and attention and presence to somebody in um, any given moment that allows them to share with no judgment coming from the audience, no advice necessarily coming from the audience, but more of a um, creating a safe time for somebody to share something that's meaningful or difficult yeah 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 Yeah, i like that i agree that feels true for me too so maybe um we can unpack a little bit about uh sort of the experience of holding space like what's the benefit what what uh maybe even what did you notice today you don't have to get into details but what did you notice Mm -hmm. about holding space and the experience of it well the first thing that i that i would say that i noticed is just this beautiful connection that by letting letting the person that was sharing what was challenging for them letting them share that and reflecting back what what i was hearing and what we were hearing and um you know asking questions and exploring with the person um you i could just see her shift i could see on her face, how the distress when she started the conversation, when she started sharing and to see her shift from this like tight, frustrated and and then moments of hurt and on her face to, to, because her, because the challenge was I want to be seen and heard by a family member that just doesn't seem to be capable of it. Um, And somebody really important to her. And so to then go through the process together as a thrive circle. And then at the end, we shared what we were grateful for. And she shared that she was grateful for being seen and heard, which was her exact need that she's trying to get met through this family member, um, but feeling resentment and, and hurt instead. So seeing her shift has been, was so powerful. It was so powerful. And then the connection that happened between each of us, because we could we could really relate and there was yeah. resonating in us yeah. and we were um, able to share how it was resonating i know sometimes for me i um if i don't know the group or the person or the space <clears throat> i won't share because i don't want to be coached i don't want to mm-hmm. be fixed i don't want to be you know don't mm-hmm. tell me or don't think you're better than me or don't think you have a, my answer you know there's a lot of things so i yeah. just don't and, but the downside is then I don't, like you said, I don't feel seen and heard. I mostly just carry it all with me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, 
And, uh, and, and then in my head, that probably sounds like me trying to encourage myself most of the time about how I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. But when somebody else can reflect it back to me, like when mm-hmm. somebody else sees me, hears me, gets me, there's mm-hmm. like a, uh, there's almost like a, <clears throat> oh, I'm not so crazy after all. Like I, like mm-hmm. I'm not alone in it. Somebody gets it. Somebody sees me in it. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And it, and it, it sort of invites me to come out from my isolation in my shell, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, I think what you're describing is a safety, you know, that there's a sense of safety. And um, we commented on that with the circle today, just the high level of trust and safety there was in the group um, to be able to come out of our shell or to share the, the vulnerabilities, the challenges that we're, you know, that we're living with. Mm. Um but I think I think part of creating space, a safe space for people to to explore, share their, um, you know, one element is being really open to what they want or need, because sometimes they may just want to blurt it and just blah and then and and then be heard, you know, like, mm. great, you heard me. Sometimes I really want to be understood, like reflect back what you heard from me. And then I really know you understood me. Sometimes they want input. So I think being really clear. So we did that today. And I said, I said, here is a, here are a couple of ways we can go about this. And one of, you know, one of which would be your sharing your challenge and then hearing from the group, how that resonates with them and what experiences they might have with that or questions they may have or, um, you know, um, insights they may have. And she said, yeah, I, I want that. I want that. But it's possible that she could have said, you know, no, I just need to be heard. I just want to speak. I just want to get it off my chest. So mm-hmm. I think that's part of holding space and creating a safe space is, is, is allowing, is, is being intentional with the person sharing mm. and being clear with them finding out with from them what they really want what they're looking for. Yeah. Hmm, that's good. I think I think I don't often do the checking in on it. I think how I typically hold space for people is um I'll ask a question and then I just kind of see what comes up without trying to fix it. Mm. Um or add input. And and if I do add input, I'll 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 usually relate to it from how what they said is something I've experienced. Like, Mm -hmm. here's how I, what you said, here's how I've experienced what you said, Mm -hmm. not from a fixing it, but from a, um, this is what it looks like when I feel Mm -hmm. when, when that happened to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't always do that, but sometimes I'll do that partially to process for myself Mm -hmm. and then partially just to reflect back, like we're peers. I, I am not above what you're sharing. What you're sharing is very human. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, not from a, and I think sometimes it can be overdone if you try to encourage people too hard, mm. it'll be okay. <laughs> you're okay. It's like now, now you're like, now you're starting to like, um, infringe on the mm. sacredness of the thing that was just shared. But mm. so maybe what you're saying is that part of creating a space for people to be safe and to share, um, requires, the group's ability to sit with whatever's coming up. Mm. And if there's discomfort in the feelings or discomfort Mm. in what's being shared, 
sitting with that instead of just patting on the head like, no, it's okay, you'll be okay. Um, yeah. You know, and trying to diffuse it or trying to distract it or trying to uh-huh. fix it, you know, all these different ways that we can interact with it. So maybe part of part of creating a safe space is being comfortable and with the discomfort mm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. I think I take that for granted because I think I've spent a lot of time just being <laughs> uncomfortable with, you know, yeah. the feelings of things and just knowing that that's not bad or wrong. It just it's it's worth noticing why yeah. it feels that way and that we all f- have those feelings and mm-hmm. maybe but I too- think most people are uncomfortable with it. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, please go. Yeah. Most people are uncomfortable with it. I, I think that, I think that most people are, um, find it uncomfortable to, to go where there's discomfort to go where there's vulnerabilities that, um, that it's not, it's not super comfortable. So it's a practice. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's, and the the more you practice it, the, the, the more you can hold space. It's really hard to mm-hmm. hold space if what's being shared um, threatens you or mm-hmm. uh, makes you nervous or uncomfortable. It's hard to hold mm-hmm. the space because you'll want to move past it. Right. Right. It's kind of why I think it's such a leadership skill. Like the ability to hold space is such a leadership skill because it allows others to open up Um and it creates, like you said, connection, and but it also creates trust. It creates a lot of foundation. Um, yeah, and it creates a space for creativity. You know, it's like productivity yeah. can happen, yeah. but also creativity can happen when there's a place where people can bring their ideas and, and innovation can happen. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot, yeah. Sometimes I think people, um, it, it'd be hard in the work, I don't want to say hard in the workplace, but I, there's a line somewhere you know, with, um, depending on how corporate your, your, your space feels, right. You know, like if you're all lawyered up and you got massive HR policies and procedures and you know, like you're any people are afraid to share anything because, <laughs> because that's the culture. Right. Let me really hold the hard, sp- hold space, um, in a, in an energy like that. But <clears throat> for those who have maybe outside of work or those who have cultures uh, at their companies where mm. it's very human. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just imagine, I mean, we were, before we hit record, we were talking about Mel Robbins five, four, three, two, one thing she did several years ago. And it was like the whole, the whole book was countdown from five, four, three, two, one to make yourself do, to help yourself do stuff. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah. Very simple concept, you know, this one little mechanism. And she had so many podcast interviews and raving fans about it. I just kind of wonder too, like if there, if the, if one of the things you did in 2024 or in the coming year for your leadership was just hold space for people, you were intentional about it. You, you designed it into your day with others. Who can I be? Who can I hold space for today? <clears throat> I just wonder what, mm. what a year into that would look like, you know? Yeah. No, I love that. I love it. It's a, <clears throat> a, a challenge to, incorporate that and practice it, you know, just continue to practice it. So I think some magical things could happen because we have such a deep universal need to be heard and to be understood. And so to be able to, as a leader, to meet that need, I mean, that's, that's huge. And I think most people go around unconsciously trying to just be heard and understood and most of the time we're all just trying to be heard and understood. No one's listening. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's really good. so 
I think that's, yeah. Yeah. If we, I wonder if we, um, we sort of talked about this too before recording, but just the pro- a process, if we had to create a framework for holding space or itemize it, sequence it, <clears throat> I wonder how we might try to put some structure to it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there like a thing that happens first for you? Yes. Intention. Yeah. <laughs> Being yeah. intentional about it. And I think, you know, if, if someone were to say, you know, 2024 is going to be my year of holding space, mm. then that, that, is it could be a daily intention. It could be a weekly meeting intention. It could be every time I have a one-on-one with somebody, it could be the intention. Hmm. Um, but that is really where it starts because that's making it a mental choice that I'm going to practice this, this behavior. Yeah. I, I um, there was a time when I was <clears throat> running a, a company and I sort of did the management by walking the halls kind of a thing. Like I just enjoyed mm-hmm moving through the, the, the halls throughout the day and having conversations with people, it would be very easy. And I'm sure I did this, but it'd be very easy to just um, miss the moments. Mm-hmm. Be like, Hey, how's it going? Oh, that's awesome. You know, see you tomorrow and, or move <laughs> through. Hey, how about those, you know, how about those chiefs? How about those, you know, Mariners? Mm-hmm. How about, I mean, just like, right. So easy to go into what's habitually <clears throat> office talk. Mm-hmm versus um carving out a moment to hold mm-hmm. space. And so anyway, I'm just thinking through your your point about intention. I think that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. That's good awareness. And that's probably one of the other pieces is being aware of when we're not holding the space, when we are filling the space, when we are trying to mm-hmm. fix without it being really um intentionally requested. <laughs> um yeah. being keeping it surface when when somebody's needing something that's more meaningful, you know, there's always time for, for talk of, Hey, you know, what are you yeah. doing for the holidays, et cetera, yeah. that kind of thing. So yeah. it fits. It's just that there's a time and a place for, mm. and a need for mm. more meaningful. And I, I would imagine if a leader made the decision and I, I think it would be powerful that they would be open with that intention Um Hmm. you know, have an opening in themselves to be hmm. intentional about listening. I think that's yeah. the first step. For sure. I really like to just uh, you, when you said versus fill the space, I mean, that um, open that sh- mm, highlighted something for me, like the, the opposite of holding space, be filling space, you know, that I meet yeah. you and all of a sudden I meet you in the hallway and all of a sudden I'm putting extra stuff in the space. Hey, where's that project at? What are you doing? Like, the whole thing about holding the space is that there's a opening for them to share. And every time you add something, it fills space instead of holds it. Yes. Yes. I love that. Describing it as an opening, a a place for them to open. Um, That's a really beautiful way of describing it. And, and the, the, the opposite is filling the space. So Mm -hmm. it's like being aware of when, when am I filling the space when I could actually be creating space for something yeah. and holding yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Hmm. I mean, I just get, I'm stuck on that one. Cause it's so uh, culturally ingrained to, it's so uncomfortable to have dead air, you know, like to have to, to wait for someone to find a thing they want to say or share <clears throat> Most of us are very uncomfortable with quiet, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and letting somebody find the thought 
find the thing they want to share. And sometimes that takes time, but in, in the minute you fill it, their mind can go off on it. You know, it's hard for them to find it if you fill it. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> wow. So yeah. if I have an intention, what, uh, then, so let's say we have an intention to hold space and then another piece of the puzzle is like, what would come next? Practice. <laughs> practice <laughs> and being kind to ourselves as we practice and you know practice a new behavior a new skill yeah um i think it's the yeah i think it's setting intention and then it's practicing the skill yeah maybe uh attach that like i know for me if i'm a hold it uh there's a question typically they won't Unless for me, if I don't ask a question, they won't share. Mm. If I'm not inviting them to open, open up, uh, then, then the typical, um, pattern is we just keep moving on. But so I think also an intention followed by a question would be good. Yeah, for sure. Learn some questions I like uh, lately are like, you know, what is life teaching you? Mm. Uh, What are you learning right now? Are there, I'm, you're so good at facilitating quite, like, are there are certain questions that you love to ask? Yeah, I, I like to ask about passion. I like mm. to ask about vision. Mm. Um, I like to ask about what needs, you know, are what needs are being met right now? What needs of yours are not being met? Mm. Um, a lot of people have a hard time putting language to that. That's the work I do as a coach is really helping people expand their vocabulary around what they're experiencing so that they can express themselves and they can get their needs met more effectively. Um, so that to me is a really important area as to, you know, what needs of yours do you think are being met and which ones do you think aren't being met right now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That's so good. Any of those open-ended questions are so good for seeing Mm -hmm. what comes out from their share, from where they're sitting. Um, yeah. Hmm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right now I'm present to just how, once the question's asked, maybe the third, maybe a third piece in that is like, that's really the holding the space. Cause now it's like, okay, whatever comes out <clears throat> after you ask the question, you're not filling space after you ask the question, you're holding it and you're just letting mm-hmm. it all like what comes out, maybe follow-up questions, maybe, um, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I would say reflective listening. I think the kind of listening that says, I'm not just listening for content, like here's what mm-hmm. I heard you say, mm-hmm. but you're listening more for the um, the emotion of mm-hmm. what they're experiencing and reflecting that back, you know, like that sounds like that's really challenging or um, you seem frustrated by that or, and 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 adding adding clarity around the feeling I think could be a really helpful way. Uh, and I've seen it be a very, very powerful way of helping people um, open and, and utilize the space. And I think it's a way to hold the space too, is by having that, um, yeah, you know, that real intentional listening. When I was in my consulting days, we would call it <clears throat> going five deep <clears throat> where you know, you ask a question, you get your first answer. <clears throat> you ask a follow-up question, you get a second answer. You ask a third question, you get an, right. And so you start to be able to go down the rabbit hole of, nice. and I, I think it was like, you know, you get into like the third, fourth, fifth level of, of, of investigate or asking and, 
And that's the part where people really start to feel seen mm-hmm. because you're getting to the real issue or you're getting to the thing they actually want to say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they know mm-hmm. this is by, by a third follow-up question. They know this is more than just small talk. Like they know you're not just asking out of, you know, ceremony or habit, but there's something else. And it's a real yeah. gift too, I think to others, because not, not many people ask us multiple questions in a, like, Right. Uh, tell me more about that. That sounds frustrating. What was that like for you? And and then what did that what what did that make you think of? And mm-hmm. the more I can sort of like mm-hmm. pull on the the scarves, the you know little magician scarves, like the more that starts yeah. to come out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And Have I we think seen, yeah. well, I think that there's a time and a place and and that I think that one one aspect of this whole conversation is that somebody has to be willing and have a desire to for them to fill fill the space and that there's times when we can hold the space and somebody is not wanting to they want to go back to the score you know the score of the sports match that they just yeah. watched the soccer match yeah, that's good you know so um i think it's honoring i think holding the space doesn't require someone to fill it it's to honor that that we're holding the space and it's up to them yeah. Um, asking the question and then they don't, if they aren't, if they aren't wanting to go there, then they don't need to go there. Yeah. No, that's good. I do think though, to your point, like every human wants to feel seen and heard, like the more people, um, experience it from you, mm-hmm. um, the, the more willing they'll be to go there with you, but it could take a couple, it's, you know, it takes some nurturing and some, um, cultivating that type of trust and, and space, but I treasure those so much. Those kind of conversations I value the most. I'm like, Mm -hmm. anytime I have those kind of conversations, whether I'm holding space for someone else or they're holding space for me, well, it's just like the, Mm -hmm. it's the richest space. It's the richest space. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. I, it's, I I do a lot of it during my coaching sessions. And, and you're right. It takes cultivating trust. Um, and some, you know, sometimes I can dive right in and then sometimes I understand that we aren't going to dive right in and that, mm-hmm. that they're going at their own pace. But that's a lot of what I do in my coaching, um, is holding the space and then really hearing and understanding and then, and then exploring, well, what do you want? What do you need? What do you, are you, you know, where do you want to go with this conversation? Do you want to, do you want to go deeper? Do you want to explore this more? Um, do you want some coaching around this or don't you? Mm, right. Yeah. I suppose too, if I just look to the, the fruit of this type of thing, in, especially in a workspace, um, simply because our, you know, this show is dedicated to women in business and leadership, like <clears throat> that the fruit of uh, that, even though the holding space and what comes up in holding the space may not be job specific or performance specific, yeah. that, um, engagement would increase that when I feel safe at work, rather than mm-hmm. resenting my work, I look forward to my work. I want to be mm-hmm. at work because at work, I feel seen maybe at home. I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, how many, I mean, mm-hmm. I knew I was an entrepreneur for years. My wife just really didn't kind of get what I was doing. You know, like <laughs> why, why do we have an income roller coaster? <laughs> You're like, what are we doing? <laughs> what is this thing you think was such a good idea? But, but, um, but then finding others who, uh, could get, could hold space for me and see me was like, you know, work was one of those outlets for me. 
Yeah. So I, so I engagement feels and, and feeling good about my workspace is one. I'm sure you've seen others. What else have you seen about the fruit of holding space? Well, I think like we've already said, the trust that develops, that is, I mean, priceless. That the research, the research that has been done about levels of trust and the higher the level of trust, the more productivity, creativity, innovation, all of that mm. morale, yeah. less turnover, you know, more loyalty, et cetera, that, um, that comes from trust and, and truly mm. holding space for somebody especially a leader for somebody that's working on something, wanting to be, you know, create a product or wanting to, to take a, a project into a different realm or different direction. I think that's that trust that is, again, it's priceless. I think mm. it's absolutely priceless. I just, I just had this thought, like um, sometimes we can make things so complicated, you know, um, 21 irrefutable laws of leadership and the 17 laws of teamwork and the, the, there's like there's so many leadership books we could read and, and try to figure out things. And I, I was small hinges swing big doors. And I wonder if, you know, like again, back to something as simple as five, four, three, two, one and mm-hmm. what Mel Robbins did, you could make it complicated. You really could do all of the leadership principles and things, or you could simply hold space for your people and that alone would create the trust, which, like you just said, through all the research of of that, creates so much performance, so much mm-hmm. synergy and and workability. Mm-hmm. If all you did was hold space, I mean, I just in this moment, I'm just like, wow, that's keep it simple, yeah. and that's super powerful. Yeah, yeah, I really do. I I do think so, and I I know in organizations, and you know, I I know too that. I, there was research done that 90% of people are, um, hold on, I lost it. <laughs> 90% of people are wanting their leaders to be more human. Mm-hmm. It was a Gallup survey and 90% of people are wanting their leadership to be more human. And that human factor of being real, being um, a better listener, being someone that holds space, I think is, could be really powerful. I believe that. Yeah. Because people are wanting that they're wanting the human, they want the humanness. Yeah. I, I, that was the point I wanted to make too. I'm glad that came up because I I feel like part of holding space, at least for me, um, is the, who I'm being when I'm holding space that I'm not the coach and I'm not the know-it-all and I'm not like that. I am a human. I'm a peer that there's something about, I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm not, if you're a leader, if you're above me, if you're the student, if you're the teacher and I'm the student, if you're the leader and mm-hmm. I'm the subordinate, if you're the whatever, mm-hmm. I'm less likely to feel safe and to open up and share mm-hmm. in the space you hold. Like you could go out and say, I'm holding space all the time, but if you're holding space, from the place of student and their, or from the space of your teacher, their student, or you're the, you're the leader, they're the subordinate. <clears throat> it's going to be a much different experience for both of you than if you are coming into this, like I'm a human and you're a human. We're mm-hmm. both in this experience called life. I don't mm-hmm. have it all figured out and you don't have it all figured out. So what are you learning? What are you noticing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. very disarming. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think that's part of why the Thrive Circle is working so well is because we're all on this journey together. You know, yep. I'm, I don't have the answers. I'm not sitting there as the expert here to, to pontificate or to coach everybody. It's, it's this really organic collaborative exploration where, like you're saying, it's a, a peer, peer to peer, um, where we're exploring now that, and, but I think one can be a leader and still come from yes. the attitude of, you know, we're teaching and learning from each other yeah. simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, that's probably a whole other podcast episode. We talk about like, yeah. you know, what is a leader? Because I, yeah. yeah, I think people get hierarchy mixed up with, you know, um, um, leadership. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. What makes a leader, but um wow i i love this a ton i love this so much i know <clears throat> for those of you listening um you may not have um an immediate space to um or or a situation where somebody's holding space for you at work or at home or whatever um i know thrive circles tara i know what you're doing in thrive circles mm -hmm. is a great place for that it might be a yeah. uh, a place for you to start yeah um, absolutely Absolutely. I know you're taking applications right now. If people wanted to to apply for um, Thrive Circles, where can they go? They can go to thrivecircles.org and click on a little, the little button and it will lead you to a video and an application. So you can watch the video and get a sense of the group, what we're about, and then you can submit an application. Perfect. Yeah. So good. Um, I, I love the feedback that you're getting from your group. I just... Um, it's powerful. This is powerful stuff. And it's kind of, it's weird that it's uncommon, but it is uncommon yeah, it is. being as powerful as it, as it is. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I think yeah. we're ahead of the curve here. And I think a lot of people are going to be looking for this kind of a space where they can be a human with other humans as they're, yeah. you know, working it all out. So, yeah. Especially with the challenges of being a human right now in this world. Mm. You know, yeah. It's complicated. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, everybody can go to thrivecircles.org, um, click the appropriate links and, um, and, and we'll follow up from there. So yeah. Awesome. Great. Good stuff. Thanks for a great conversation. Yeah. I'm it's, it just every week. It's better and better. <laughs> it does. So, I know yeah. it's like coffee. We were saying coffee talk. It's like we're sitting around exploring things together. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I love it too. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Terry. Thank you so much. Bye everybody. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.